I started to notice that nobody knew how to talk about themselves. Young women come into my office to interview to work for me and not know how to talk about what they'd done. I would be at networking events or happy hours with friends and colleagues, contemporaries, and I would have to play publicist, which I would happily hop in and do. But, you know, my friends couldn't tout their skills. And then I started representing really high powered people and it was the same problem. And so I was just watching this trajectory and realizing that it did not get better with seniority. It did not get better with age. It's for a demographic that I call the qualified quiet, people that have done the work but don't know how to talk about it. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting-edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Valley podcast. Hey everybody, this is Jason Campbell, and I wanted to take a moment to announce something I've been wanting to do for a long time, which is actually get a chance to interact with the listeners of Superhumans at Work. If you're enjoying the concepts, enjoying the show, and wanting to have a bit more interaction, I actually am setting up a live call, which is happening on June 30th at 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific Time, where you'll get to ask your questions. I'll be there live to interact with you, answer those, bring some new insights from the top episodes we've featured on the show so far. See, when you run podcasts, I get to interview amazing guests, yet it's a one-way conversation. And so I've always wanted to bring a live component where I get to interact with you. And we're going to be kicking it off on this Tuesday on the 30th of June. And so if you want to register, you can actually find a link in the show notes. And so this would be a good time to pause the episode, save your seat right now so you can grab one of the limited spots that will be available for this first time and enjoy the rest of the episode once you're done. I'll see you there. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. This is your host, Jason Campbell. And the guest that I have today is going to talk about a word that usually comes with a lot of possible baggage. And some people actually think it's a heavy word that could even be taboo. We're talking about bragging. Is it necessarily a bad thing? I'm really excited to bring Meredith Feynman here to really challenge our ideas about why self-promotion is actually a great idea more than ever today. And she's actually writing the book that's really going to give you the blueprint on how to brag better and master the art of fearless self-promotion. Now, Meredith is actually the CEO and founder of Finepoint, where she actually trains leaders and provides professional development with people that need to focus on visibility and finding their voice. She's been in public relations and leadership, and she actually she speaks on stages around the world for audience up to 2,500 amongst many or institutions such as the Stanford University, University of Pennsylvania, George Washington University, amongst others. She is the creator and host of It Never Gets Hold, where she actually promotes a lot of sustainable fashion ideas to the world and really promoting the resale economy. She consults the resale economy. It's a multi-billion dollar industry, and she is here to talk about how we can actually better at bragging for ourselves. Meredith, thank you so much for being on the show with me. Thank you for having me. It's really great to be here. I love what you guys are doing. So super happy to chat. Thank you so much. So Meredith, you talk about bragging and you know, you a lot of people think that bragging is a bit of a dirty word, yet here you are promoting the idea of bragging ourselves. How did you get into this industry and why is it so important today? So I chose the word brag because as someone whose job is to get attention for clients, for ideas, for my writing, because it's a little bit, you know, it is in your face, if you will. 
But the other problem is we don't have many other words, if any, to describe talking positively about professional accomplishment. And so it's sort of the only word we have. And if you look into the definition of brag, it means to talk about oneself boastfully, which doesn't give you anything. And then if you look into boastful, it says to talk about oneself with excessive pride, which isn't a bad thing, reinforces the idea that this is quite subjective and that also we sort of have this missing vocabulary and missing language to talk positively about professional accomplishment, to hype yourself and your work. And so rewind a little bit to how I got there, which is that I've been a freelance writer for about 15 years. I've been a speaker for almost a decade. I built this company and it was more of a PR firm. And I started to represent individuals, specifically CEOs, founders. Then my company sort of morphed into media relations and leadership and professional development and coaching. I started to notice that nobody knew how to talk about themselves, that this was particularly difficult for women, though brag better is not only for women. It's for a demographic that I call the qualified quiet, people that have done the work but don't know how to talk about it. That's how I define my demographic. It's irrespective of gender or race or sexual identity. And I was watching the entire trajectory, and it really bummed me out. And by watching the entire trajectory, I mean I would have young women come into my office to interview to work for me and not know how to talk about what they'd done. I would be at networking events or happy hours with friends and colleagues, contemporaries, and I would have to play publicist, which I would happily hop in and do. But, you know, my friends couldn't tout their skills. And then I started representing really high-powered people, and it was the same problem. And so I was just watching this trajectory and realizing that it did not get better with seniority. It did not get better with age. So I decided to tackle it. It wasn't until I had a really, really high-level client refuse to go on television because she said that she thought there might be someone that knows more than her, and she was not the best source. And the problem was that she was in a presidential administration on the topic, and she didn't do it. After that call, I just sort of had this epiphany, or not epiphany, I just had sort of had it. And I wrote in the margin of my book, Braggart, and put parentheses around the word art, And this idea of the art of bragging, the art of talking about yourself and touting your work to get what you want. And that was in October of 2013. And Brag Better is finally coming out June 2020. It's so true. Like you talk about the people like the qualified quiet. I love that term, which is these people that are super qualified. Yet, is it just me or it seems like the people that end up bragging a lot are sometimes not always the most qualified. And it seems like we often get disappointed by someone who brags a lot and then doesn't necessarily deliver on that. Is this a trend or is this just a natural way that people are predisposed to want to brag when they don't necessarily have the skills? You could argue this a lot of different ways. There's 10 years of case studies and a lot of research in the book. One of the reasons why I got into this as well and why I stand so strongly behind this idea and this message is that also being in and around the media, being a writer, being a PR person, we have this really intense inverse relationship between volume and merit. And we reward loud with our attention. You know, it's a whole other conversation, but, you know, who we listen to and who we give time and energy to also is deeply tied to sort of privilege and default voices. But we have a really intense inverse relationship between volume and merit. And 
as much as I'd like to be optimistic and say that we can get the loud people to be quiet, I don't think that that's the case. And so it's a matter of getting people that are very qualified to turn up that volume, the qualified quiet to, you know, get loud. But that is a really anxiety provoking thing. It is scary. It's what if I sound obnoxious or what if people don't like me or I'm afraid to be in public. I mean, I've heard all of that in spades from hundreds if not thousands of people over the past decade, which it's so universal, you're so not alone, it's what I do for a living, that I really cared about writing a vocabulary for this, but also creating like a very firm set of skills that people could do to start to brag better and to alleviate some of the worry around that. I think that people that are more qualified have a level of self-awareness and criticism towards themselves and are hard on themselves, and it makes them prefer to put their head down and do the work instead of talking about it. And I encourage people to understand that talking about your work is work. It's been dismissed sort of as fluff, but it's real work. And I believe essential work to get you the recognition that you want. What now that recognition could mean a raise. It could just mean acknowledgement from your boss. It could mean funding. It could mean a corporate board seat. It looks like a lot of different things. And I mean, if the fact that there's a whole industry around publicists and PR is just a testament to how it's actually a really hard work and it will work that you need certain skill sets to be able to brag better, you could say. And it's really unfortunate because it seems like all these people that have amazing opinions that can really help not only from an internal company perspective where you can get your projects approved, but really from a, a world stage is the people that are very qualified that can make a massive impact in the world are often not given the tools or understanding the tools about why it's so necessary to brag. I feel like we're missing out on some amazing ideas that can really make some shifts that happen both on a world scale all the way to your department and just getting your idea approved. And so people really need to step up to be able to make sure they make the impact they want to make. Working with this concept for a long time, it didn't occur to me that on the grand, grand level until certainly writing this in an election year in the United States, and just in general, that it being somewhat civic duty to share what you know, I think around the globe, we're sort of in a crisis of information and truth. And I know it's hard, but we need, you know, the people that have done the work to talk about it for sake of all industry. And then there's this intense misconception that you should know how to do these things. I have a lot to say about the public relations world and people's opinion of quote unquote soft skills as being, you know, either not worth paying for or not real work, whereas they're, you know, just a lot more nuanced. So there is that misconception. And I do talk about that in the book, facing that as a PR person and communications people or, you know, service minded people. That is something that's an issue. And I I just want people to know that this is hard work. Sorry, if you hear any growling in the background, that's my dog. She just ate dinner and she's she rolls around on the floor. Nah. Well, we have guests that are listening in from your background as well. But that being said, I wanted to jump right into kind of now that I understand and I kind of see that, okay, bragging is necessary. The loud ones are not going to get more quiet. And then I need to actually step up and learn these soft skills, which are so important in the process. What am I supposed to do now? Like, what are the first things I should do as I try to nurture these skills? Or are there specific things I should be doing actively now? Absolutely. So, you know, a lot of Bragging better is about feeling like your accomplishments are worth talking about, that it's never about reinventing the wheel. You can start at any point, regardless of level of seniority or wherever you are in your career or age or all of those things. 
But what I really cared about was that Brag Better was deeply tied to action items and skill sets and strategies and exercises that I've used with clients. So, you know, I always talk about a couple different things that you can do right now. I would say the first thing I always highlight is your bio. I talk about it in so many of my speeches. It is one of the original bragging spots, you know, your personal bio, whether that goes on your company's website or your personal website, where have you. It's an original brag better spot. Like people expect you to brag there. And I get frustrated when people don't put awards or leading certain numbers of teams of people or, you know, things that really do matter in your industry. Like that's a key primo brag spot. So I tell people to put a maybe a quarterly calendar reminder to update your bio and have a running document of everything you've done, all of your accomplishments, project wins, no matter how small you might think they are. And then everybody needs a long, short, and a two-line bio. So your long bio is everything. You know, everything in there that goes anywhere you've endless space, you know, whether it's, you know, on your about page or your personal website or in on LinkedIn, like your full bio. So that's the kitchen sink. And then you have a short bio, which is about a, a paragraph. And that is a shortened bio, the more important thing. So it's about a paragraph long. And then you have a two-line bio, which, you know, if you've written an article or anything that's short and sweet that, you know, tells someone who you are and what you're about and what you want in two sentences, which is a very difficult exercise. And all of those bios need to align and they should be updated accordingly. I always tell people that's one of the first things they can do. Another thing I talk about is your email signature. We email with a million different people. We're recording this before it comes out and we're in the midst of Corona and staying inside and everybody, you know, this idea of bragging better from home or from behind your computer screen only is really just, you know, important right now. Your email signature, links to your personal website, places you want people to click, like you want to make it as easy as possible for someone to understand the work that you do and then what you want from it in 30 seconds or less. So if I'm emailing with someone new, and they don't have anything I'm getting, you know, an email introduction. They don't have anything in their email signature. I'm not getting anything. The steps that are required for me to Google them, figure out if it is them, look up the first thing that comes up that might be their Twitter that they don't use. That's really difficult. Whereas if I'm emailing with someone that has a link to their personal website, has everything about them or has a link to their LinkedIn that has everything about them or their company page or somewhere else, like that gives me context and makes it much easier for me to connect with someone, hire them, you know, think of them. And those are just two things you can do in the next half hour. I really love this. And it's so funny because I actually am, like I speak on stage, I run this podcast, yet I know I do not have that working document with a bio. When you speak about it, I'm like, my God, of course I need this. And it doesn't matter where I am in my stage of careers, just having that working document is such a powerful idea where you have the long description or the long bio, and then you can actually build the short one from it. You can add to it continuously. You can make that one liner. And then just updating the email signature to actually mention all the qualifications. Like we send so many emails in a day and you never know who you're emailing to. That could be like, hey, I noticed you are an expert or you have a history in real estate. I was just wondering if you could, I should connect you to someone else within my organization that's looking for someone to take the stage and speak about it. There would be so much of these new opportunities you would never think that would happen just because you've actually put the foundation together and did something that I think is super critical. Also, the idea here, you know, a lot of brag better is derived from public relations skills that can be applied to everyone. This idea of packaging and pitching, creating a great story and communicating that. 
what you want is to tell people who you are and what you want as quickly as possible and in as short a period of time as possible. We're all very busy. We all have a lot going on. And so you have to hand people you on a silver platter, basically. This helps you do that. And think about the bio. I've been doing that with my clients forever. It also just saves you a tremendous amount of time. If you're someone that you know, is often being asked for more information on you to have that document and just be able to pull it up. Like I found for a long time myself just sort of reinventing the wheel and rewriting it every time and you leave things out. And that can be really make or break. I talk about in the book how I had a client who their bio didn't mention all the great speaking they'd done and they lost out on a speaking gig to someone less qualified than them because it was more apparent to the bookers that that person had more experience, even though that wasn't true. So you're really doing yourself a disservice. If you think about it, it's something where you just take a few moments, you actually just do it right because I'm the client that you usually consult because I rewrite the bio every time I get a new speaking engagement or I have a new opportunity that I'm working with and I don't have that one single solid bio that includes everything. And I would think that, you know, when it comes to our our kind of hesitancy to brag for ourselves, I feel like there's a lot of ideas around our own self-worth that come into making us hesitate. And by putting together the bio, I feel like it reaffirms a lot of our own qualifications where you finish and go, wow, like I've done a lot and I should be more comfortable with bragging now. One thing I repeat over and over and over again is that bragging is just facts. You've done the work. Why are you being weird about talking about it? I mean, obviously, there are many reasons, but did you not get that award? Like, is that just not true? And bragging is scary. It's being vulnerable. It's vouching for yourself. Those are all really deeply tied to self-worth at a really core level, you know, is my work meaningless if nobody's paying attention to it or something? You know, it hits really deep. I talk a lot about your past experiences with visibility and voice growing up, family structure, how gender roles were performed to you. When I speak a lot about women in bragging, it's like, were you told to just be quiet and pretty, which is something that's communicated to many, many women in many different forms. And that really informs your ability to brag. And so I love this big system that we can apply right away for people listening is just making sure you get that bio really nailed in. And I know within your concepts, you talk about so many other areas that it becomes so essential to do the bragging. I mean, you're talking about pitching your ideas. You're talking even about salary negotiations. I was going to say, are these the biggest areas that you see where you can have a benefit is just getting your idea approved and also getting your raises in the process? Is these the two main areas that you see the bragging able to tilt the scales in your favor? So I see it across the board. It's as small as getting an internship or as big as getting a corporate board seat. It's just being able to ask for what you want and explain why you're qualified to do so or to get that. When I talk about recognition, it looks like a lot of different things. Like for my clients, some of that is speaking gigs or TV or write-ups. For others, it's you know raises and promotions its leadership roles and management positions. It really sort of runs the gamut. My biggest thing is that by not promoting your work, you're just doing yourself a disservice and you end up missing out on certain opportunities because people just don't know to give you them. It's not a matter of you're not being worthy of them. It's just people don't know. And we all walk around in our heads with what we've done and our own ideas and thinking everyone knows our every single thought. Everybody is so consumed with themselves. That's one reason why you have to do this is like we're inherently obsessed with ourselves and in our own heads. And you have to assume that everyone else is too. And we always think that people know what we've done. 
you know, I have been talking, you know, myself blue in the face about bragging better forever. And I will still have people ask me like how my writing and PR firm is going or project I did a decade ago. And I'm like, how is that humanly possible? So this idea of also, you know, constantly introducing yourself and having to do it over and over and over again, there are a lot of concepts in the book around public relations, but also around just like general communications and messaging and how to get people to listen. And psychology is repetition and consistency. But, you know, more than anything, Bragging better has nothing to do with a X number of accomplishments, X level of seniority. Like some of the best brags I've ever heard have been from very, very junior people and very, very junior work situations, you know? And then I have had household name clients that can't speak about anything they've done or don't think that anything they've done is worthy of of talking about. And so, you know, really like closing that gap, but also in a time where we need experts that are experts, I think it's just more important than ever. I love it. I wanted to get into one more little topic here is the fact that, you know, with the online space and social media, it seems that there's a lot of experts, as you say, that are just sharing a lot of messages. Is this something that we should be looking to jump in? Should we also be putting our voice out there? And then what are maybe some do's and do not do's when you're in the social media space? Yeah, so the pillars of bragging better are being loud, proud, and strategic. So volume, you know, doesn't mean the literal volume of your voice, but it can. It just means to repeat your messaging, to have the right words to say it, to be unafraid to say it or write it, whether that's, you know, social media. Being proud is, you know, standing behind your accomplishments, which is actually a lot of the work versus, you know, just figuring out how to write them. And then strategic. So there's a cacophony of voices and information and experts and thought leaders and all that stuff out there. I wanted to reinforce your goals. So particularly with social media, you know, I'll tell people if they're reticent about it to just pick the platform that they dislike the least and do that one, figure out a platform that works for your voice, but also where your audience or intended audience is. So I think it's important to figure out like what your goals are and work backwards from there. You know, there's an example in the book that I talk about of a client who wanted to sell her education technology company. The problem was what she was really touting, particularly online, was, you know, among other education technology companies, other education leaders in her space who already knew how great she was. It was a matter actually of speaking more to where the companies that would potentially acquire her were reading, what they were paying attention to, and how she was going to speak their language. Talking about numbers and, you know, the kind of, it's a business decision. That's great. You have a strong education technology company, but if it's not on an upward trajectory of making money, like someone's not going to want to buy it. So really like figuring out where your audience is and also the language that they speak and being really strategic about it is important. You know, social media, sometimes it reinforces your goals and sometimes it doesn't. And that's okay. You don't have to feel like you have to do all of it all the time. You know, if you want to be more in public, quote unquote, really forward public facing, social media is a great tool. But if you want more recognition within your company, social media doesn't do anything. So I think just really figuring out what you want out of it and then reverse engineering it is best. I really like the fact that you have one of the pillars being about strategically bragging. And I was going to ask if there are times where you should not brag. Yeah, I will say that one huge part of bragging better, it's not just about you, a couple of times you shouldn't. And one big time is when it's someone else's turn. (laughs) 
a huge part of bragging better is doing so for others, is promoting the work of others, is making sure that others' voices shine, pass that microphone, help support the work of people you care about, people you work with, people you admire. That is a huge, huge part of this. And that's a time when you should not brag, but you can use your know-how to help promote other people and their messages or ask them how they'd like to share their messages. I think that that is really, really important here. There is not like a limited amount of visibility and there's enough room on the stage, literal or otherwise. So it's not a matter of like competing about that. And I've only seen that personally as an entrepreneur and in general do me more of a disservice when I decide to compete versus collaborate. So I would say there's a lot about talking about your own work, but then it's also so crucial to make sure that you help elevate the voices of people whose work is good, whose voices we might not listen to as much, who don't have the same access as you, don't have the same privilege as you necessarily. That's absolutely crucial. Yeah, it feels like I've interviewed a lot of people in the field of like leadership. And I know that every time you see the places where you actually don't brag, but you actually pass that microphone, as you say, to someone else and you help them get higher and lift them up, it actually <laughs> indirectly lifts you as well and makes you actually get some benefits, even though that's not the objective. But at least you know that in those times that you pass the mic, that you're also going to be putting yourself at your own service, even as you help others, which I think is a beautiful thing. Yeah. And it first of all, it only makes you look better, whether or not you are you know, intentions are pure, but it is deeply rewarding and it is really important. It's an important skill to cultivate because also then people do it for you. You know, you can't do it all yourself. And so much of this is also helping people who are farther behind in this journey than you are figure out, you know, how to get there. And it's important to ask people to make sure that they want your help or that you're being helpful and that you're bragging better for them in a way that feels okay to them and vice versa. But I think that, yeah, I mean, that's a time to really consider passing the microphone. If something's not your area of expertise, like really outside of your area of expertise, you're really, and I've done this just personally, and I'm sure other people have experiences of such, but frequently getting asked for speaking gigs and something's really outside of my realm, I'm like, you know what? There's someone who would not get this opportunity, who would not get asked this thing. I'm going to tell them to reach out to them. And a lot of it is, you know, good karma, but a lot of it is also helping someone else gets something they really want and it means a tremendous amount to them. And then you're doing a service also to whoever is putting on the speaking gig. I mean, it brings new voices. Mm. And you also get to lift most unlikely the other qualified quiets that need to brag better in the process. Then you're actually showing them the path and you're able to actually get them to understand why it's so important by sharing what you've learned in the process. Meredith, thank you so much for spending time with us and sharing these ideas around bragging better. And for everybody listening, I just want to recap this, where is that we talk about the fact that bragging is not a dirty word. In essence, there might be a lot of people that seem to be speaking louder, seems to get them more attention. But if you find yourself particularly being in the bucket of people that are the quiet and qualified people, and you actually resist the bragging, know that you're doing a disservice to yourself and a disservice to the world if you're not taking your expertise and sharing it out there to make the impact that you wanna make in the world and also to rise up within your own organization to make sure that the ideas get recognized, they get explained the right way, your qualifications get understood very 
well. I really love the quick system that you can start doing right after listening to this podcast, which is to have a working document with your biography, with all your accomplishments. Get that document together so that you have the three main elements, which is your very long bio, your short bio, and a few one-liners that you can actually be able to promote yourself consistently. And then you're actually going to be able to look at that and stand with pride and be like, wow, I've done so much. And that's okay. A great tip that was shared as well is if you go into your email signature and actually add a link to your personal website, or at least add details about your accomplishments and bio there, this is a tool that gets sent to everybody every time you reply. And so you kind of have a passive bragging tool that gets put in place. I love that the three pillars of bragging better about being proud of your work, being loud about it, and also being strategic. There are some times that you'll want to pass the authority to someone else, and that's okay because it's going to support other quiet, qualified people to really be able to step up and share their message too. But in your scenario, if you embrace these ideas about bragging betters, you'll find yourself being able to pitch your ideas better. You'll be able to negotiate your salary better. You'll be able to actually get the kinds of gigs and deals in the process, such as speaking or writing opportunities. You'll just see more of these things will open up for you. And it's not something to be shameful about. It's really something about enabling yourself to be acknowledging the great things that you have done and communicating it in the structure that is necessary for people to acknowledge you. And then you continue doing your career the best way. Meredith Feynman, thank you again for coming on the show. And if you're listening to this and you like these ideas, definitely check out Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion. It's an amazing book with so many details on how to get you into a space where you do it with a lot of pride and you do it really strategically and you feel really good about it too. My name is Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast.